The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Aging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. that music uh, must mean it's Monday and time for another edition of The, the Hoot. Uh, joining us from ATB Financial Chief Economist Todd Hirsch. Hey, Todd. Hi, guys. I'm, I'm, quite, uh, I'm quite into your topic uh, this week uh, because, <laughs> oh, I've, because I've got two young kids living uh-huh. at home that I would like to see working. Uh-huh. You wanted to talk like about... you like to see them get out of the house. I no, would like no. to see them be able to afford to get out of the house. <laughs> I don't know if they have to actually leave. Uh, you wanted to talk unemployment rates, but specifically what it shows, the difference between 25 plus and those under 25. Has there always been yeah. a, quite a difference there, Todd? Well, that's a good point. There's always been... Youth unemployment has always been higher than unemployment for the, the entire age cohort when you look across all age categories. And that's just one of those things, you know, it's that age-old problem. You can't get a job until you get experience, and you can't get experience until you get a job. And every young person, every one of us, has always sort of dealt with that. So it's normal, or at least it's, uh, it's usual to see unemployment rates for young people higher than it is for the all ages. But what's happening in this post-recession period that we're in now, 2017 and now into 2018, is we are seeing unemployment rates for the ages 25 and up. It is coming down, but it's not coming down really for age 15 to 24, for those uh, teenagers and early 20-year-olds. And that, that I think, is indicative of some interesting things going on in the province right now. So expand upon that. Uh, What interesting things going on in the province? Well, over the recession, 2015-2016, we saw employers get rid of a lot of or lay off a lot of uh, workers. A lot of people lost their jobs. 2017, they gradually started hiring back. But I think uh, employers were really intentional about hiring back the most qualified and the most experienced people. And unfortunately, in, in 2017 and 2018, that tended to be the, the ones over the age of 25 So because we're coming out of the recession, employers are still, I mean, things still aren't great. Most most companies would say things are better, but they're still not great. And as a result, employers are being really cautious. And sadly, I think that means fewer uh, young people are being hired on. You know, Todd, when I think about young people and those jobs for young people, I oftentimes think, you know, restaurants, that sort of stuff. That's what my boys have always have always done. Do you think that the um, rise in the minimum wage has had an impact on that? <laughs> well, I guess I should have known I was stepping into a yep. landmine with this. Topic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't deny that is going to be a factor. And it would be interesting to see, in fact, what's happened in Ontario uh, with their rising minimum wage, if it's also perhaps affected young people that are generally at those minimum wage jobs, if they're not being hired on as much, or maybe they're losing their jobs. I haven't looked at the Ontario numbers. But, you know, I, I, I can't deny that that minimum wage is going to be a factor. That said, this also is not unusual from other recessions we've seen. This is pretty typical. Coming out of a recession, the unemployment rate for young people tends to stay higher for longer. In this situation, it's probably, you know, being 
probably exacerbated by by that minimum wage. But to what degree, I I can't really say. You know, it's interesting because, uh, as I say, I've got two kids, a 20, what, two-year-old and uh, a 23-year-old and almost 21-year-old, who struggled um, through those years, those teen years and early 20s, to try and find any employment. And we've talked about it on the show here, and people have said, oh, but wait a minute, we're, we're hiring and this and that. The problem becomes this. In my daughter's case, she started her own business. She gave up. She started her own business and just said, okay, fine, I'm going to hire myself. And in my son's case, on my insistence, um, I used contacts, friends, and said, just give the guy a shift a week. Just a shift a week. Right. Because the next job he applies for is probably not going to ask how many shifts a week did you have. That's right. They're they're just going to ask how many years Mm -hmm. did you work there, right? And the advice I gave him when he went to the interview was to say when summer's over, he wants to continue his employment while going to university, thereby not wasting the employer's time Mm -hmm. in training him just to lose him. And that's always been a factor when it comes to to kids that they this is probably not the last job they'll ever apply for. So if the job entails a lot of training and, and investment on the part of the employer, that would be the reason they might shy away from someone under 25. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I, I think it's also, I can just hear some, or I probably imagine some listeners right now, rolling their eyes because we live in a day and age where there's a lot of um, negativity towards millennials and and young people. Oh, these young people, they don't want to work and they don't know the... Well, they said the very same thing about me when in, you know, 1985. Like, this is a generational thing. It never, ever changes. Young people are always looked upon as being lazy and entitled, and this is not a new thing at all. So we were dealing with the same issue 30 or 40 years ago in in the 70s and 80s. Youth unemployment was higher then. Uh, People said, you guys watch too much TV and you're never going to be able to get a job. But (laughs) somehow we always kind of muddle through and we all, every generation sort of figures it out. And I think this generation... It'll be the same thing. I, I love that you, you put in here and exactly kind of what Andrew had talked about as well. Know that we've done it with our kids too. You say rely heavily on personal contacts. You know, take yeah. a look at who you know, who your folks know, and maybe put yeah. some feelers out there. And you talk about volunteer experiences. And I know a lot of folks are like, well, yeah, volunteer. I'm not getting paid though. And I, I need, I, I want money to pay for this, want that. But the volunteer side is, is pretty important as well. It is absolutely important, and I haven't hired a whole lot of people in my career, but I have hired, I have been involved in hiring some. And one of the questions I love asking, uh, if it's recent graduates or, or whoever it is, you know, I want to see their GPAs and I want to see their grades, but I also want to see what groups do you volunteer for or what clubs on campus are you involved mm-hmm. in? Because that tells me a lot about you and your ability to work with others, to contribute, even though you might not be getting paid, but just getting involved in things and being involved with other people in other groups. That's really important. I think employers love seeing that. And the more you get involved with volunteering, it opens up a whole new series of potential contacts that you didn't have before. Well, and plus, as a company hiring, you want to make sure that their volunteer work matches up with the core values of your company, right? Yeah, for sure. You know the last place uh, I volunteered, and I volunteered for two years? 6.30 Chet. (laughs) And it ended up with a job. I ended up with a job here. Yeah, well, you never know where volunteer work is going to take you. Yeah, You don't have to be 15 years old. You can be 55. (laughs) Because what company won't take a guy for free? 
right? Two years of Monday nights here at 630 Chad, no money whatsoever, with a long-term plan of hoping that one day they would say, did you want to get paid to be here? And they, and they did. <laughs> it works. What you're saying works. I, I, I guess what I'm saying, I'm, you can't underscore, I, I can't underscore enough, I should say, how important volunteer work is for all yeah. the reasons that you've just said and for what you said, Jay, getting to know other people. Uh-huh. And you know what? When that opening comes up, um, you know, and somebody, and you're already in the organization, so it doesn't necessarily have to be a charitable volunteer situation. You can, most people who want to get into broadcasting, for example, if you were to volunteer to come work in a newsroom, I'll bet you we'd take you. Yeah, and and there are groups, there, there's got to be one in Edmonton, but I know there is one in Calgary, it's called Volunteer Calgary, and it's an association of, of these companies and organizations that are set up to take volunteers. They have volunteer programs. And I would recommend, you know, anyone in Edmonton, if you want to volunteer, don't just show up at a business and say, I'm here to volunteer. Go on the website and Mm. find the companies Mm -hmm. that have volunteer programs in place. And because they'll be happy to take you, they know what to do with volunteers and they know how to get you set up. Todd Hirsch, a senior economist at ATB Financial, joining us for our weekly Hoot segment. Todd, always great to talk to you. Hey, and can I just say one quick thing? Yes. Sure. Tomorrow morning, in so this was the topic of my Monday morning owl. Tomorrow morning in the owl is part two. I'm going to look at unemployment rates of people over the age of 55. So Ooh. it's the other end of the, yeah. So everyone will be sleepless tonight, worrying. <laughs> so you can subscribe at atb.com slash economics. Sign up for the, uh, the owl newsletter. Uh, and tomorrow we'll look at uh, mature workers and their unemployment. Awesome. Totally different situation. It's interesting. Do you know who else has done uh, well by volunteering, by the way? Todd Hirsch. I mean, when you I think have. about it, Todd, right? Uh, you do this hit and the QR77 yeah. hit. We don't pay you. No, you do not. But it gets you out there, right? Like, Yeah, that's right. It helps you and brand. I mean, and- I mean, and I can go back and look at in the last 30 years the different groups I've volunteered for, sit on boards and mm-hmm. yep. committees and, and all such sorts of things. It's important that people do this, not just as a way of gaining experience, but really giving back and, and making our communities uh, great communities to live in. So yep. important. Perfectly yeah. said. Todd, always a pleasure. Thanks for this. Uh, is it Rob Roach next Monday? It's Rob Roach, and he'll be with you for a couple weeks, actually. I'm going to be going off on a couple weeks of holidays. Here, nice. So. Yeah. Vol- volunteering somewhere, <laughs> building a school, are you, Todd? Uh, I'll, be, I'll be volunteering, helping out the economy. Uh, yeah, there you yeah. Volunteering Perfect. to open some bottles of wine. <laughs> Thanks, Todd. Thanks. Have a good day, guys. Bye-bye. You too. Hey, Jalen and I. And Gross. So listen, the world has officially come to an end. And uh, I have the opportunity to tell you why. Uh, because of kids with food allergies... Listen, Peter Rabbit, the mm-hmm. new movie, mm-hmm. um, it uh, what debuted on uh, Sunday, I think, mm-hmm. uh, or on Sunday, no, sorry, the Peter Rabbit earned $25 million and finished second at the yeah. box office this weekend. So it, I don't know when, probably Friday night. So it did well. It's, it's a cartoon, Peter Rabbit. It's a cartoon. Um, but, on, but apparently there's a scene in this movie um, where the, what, rabbits are throwing... Fruit, fruit at somebody. like blackberries at one the of the human, characters. At the human, but the human is allergic to that fruit. So he has to pull out an EpiPen 
and uh, and give himself an injection, and the comedy ensues. The charity group Kids with Food Allergies posted a warning about the scene on his Facebook page Friday, prompting some on Twitter to start using the hashtag hashtag Boycott Peter Rabbit. Uh, they went on to say there's a the real fear and anxiety that people experience during an allergic reaction uh, is a serious matter. The group wrote, uh, making light of this condition hurts our members because it encourages the public not to take the risk of allergic reactions seriously and this cavalier attitude may make them act in ways that could put an allergic person in danger it's a cartoon remember we talked earlier about no matter what you do if it's comedy it'll offend somebody right seriously my wife has an EpiPen. if we went to roger rabbit and saw them peter rabbit whatever really what are you allowed to joke about can somebody make a list for me? Because I think this was the last thing on the list. You could have a cartoon uh, make fun of an EpiPen. No, that's off the list as well. I'm so tired of everything hurting. How does anyone get through the day anymore? How, how is it possible? In bubble wrap. You know what? That's the only industry doing well out of all of this. You know, I have to tell you, I watched, um, I watched this group and hey, Let's be real. We we know that food allergies and allergies are very seriously sure. be deadly serious. Yeah. We get that. Um, but as I listen to the people behind this boycott Peter Rabbit mm-hmm, thing, mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I'm still trying to pull my eyes back down because they were rolling back in my head so much because... Exactly. Imagine the Roadrunner and the Coyote, and just like you know what, we need to tell people that it's probably you not can't a good drop idea. An anvil on right? Do head. not drop anvils on people's heads. And Acme does not actually exist. The company that sold the anvil. Like, why do we have to warn? It's going to become a society in which people are so stupid. You, oh, I can't even finish a sentence now. Do you know who has to know about food allergies? The person with the food allergy. That the, they're the ones, and those around them, their family and loved one, friends should probably know as well. If there's a a problem, a, a possibility that something's going to go wrong, you might want to mention it to your waiter as well, just in case somebody you in the kitchen... you have allergies? Yeah, right, I do, exactly. actually. Yeah. Like, all of that stuff should be, the basis of all of that knowledge should be with the individual with the food allergy, to suggest that listen, you know what, uh, everything changes now because some people went to a movie and saw Peter Rabbit uh, make fun of a guy with an allergy, you're like, okay, well that's it. That, that was the last, that was it. I can't do it anymore. I honestly can't. I can't, I can't do it anymore. That I, my, my eyes rolled so far back into my head, I almost lost consciousness at that. It's, it's entertainment. Like, does everything have to be directed at protecting the weakest in the herd? Like, is that, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, come on. Come on. I can't even form a good argument about this because it's so stupid. I think come on it works just fine at this point. All right. Come on. Come on. It's uh, 4 o'clock news up next. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.